Here on the Black Male Therapist Podcast, I want to take the time to say Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Man, we see you. We appreciate you. We love you. We know that you're not always appreciated, especially in this Western society, and past unappreciated, downright disrespected and degraded and treated less than equal or less than human at times. And so we thank you, mothers, because without you, they'd be... There'd be no humans. Yeah, it takes two people to conceive a child, but only one can carry that baby, you know. And after even carrying that baby, there's something special about a mom. And so to my mom and to my wife and to all the moms out there, I say happy Mother's Day. You're listening to the Black Male Therapist Podcast with your host, Art Harris. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another edition of the Black Male Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Art Harris, licensed marriage and family therapist and school psychologist, breaking it down from the perspective of a black male. What's up, y'all? How you doing? Man, I don't have too much time today, so I'm going to get straight into it. You know, today is Mother's Day, and I'm preparing a luscious dinner for my wife and mother of our child. And so I'm taking a break from that because I need to talk about some serious stuff. Yo, no justice, no peace. Say it with me. No justice, no peace. The way they did, my Aubrey was just wrong. Yo, I cannot believe that they waited until now to file charges on those two men that lynched that brother while he was jogging in this neighborhood. And the footage came out. And it was tough to watch, but I watched it. They just ambushed him and attacked him. He fought him off as much as he could, but they had shotguns and they killed him. And all this footage that came out earlier to justify that, you know, he wasn't doing nothing wrong, that he was just jogging. We don't need all that to um, justify charging these men with murder. They wrong. And they've been killing black men like this in the country since the beginning of America. This is not new. So we need to make sure that no justice no peace. We stand up for Brother Aubrey and the millions of other black men who have been killed and women and children who have been killed in America by racist, hateful people. I'm going to just say it. I lived in the South. I lived in the dirty South. I lived in the Panhandle in Florida. I've lived in Mississippi for a while. I lived in North Florida. I've seen the ugly face of racism. And I grew up in the hood. I'm telling you, I grew up in Oakland. I grew up in Hayward. These were some rough parts. But never in my life have I felt like I needed a firearm until I moved to the rural South. And it wasn't to deal with um, the black folks. It was to deal 
with those races, those skitter duns, those Confederate flag waving, hateful people that don't want us there. They don't want us alive. They want us as slaves, but that's about it. And so one thing I'll say to you, if you are a black person and you live in places where people can openly carry firearms, believe me, you need to be strapped also. I am not saying we need to start a war going out shooting folks and um, setting a house on fires and hanging them in trees like they've been doing us. But I um, am saying you need to be able to have a way to protect yourself when you come up in situations like this. And for those who are not able to really consider themselves as firearm owners or fighters like that, we need to have people in the neighborhood that are looking out for those that need defense. Yo, I was reading They Came Before Columbus by Ivan Van Sertima, which is a beautiful book about how black folks came from Africa to America way before Christopher Columbus stumbled stumbled upon the shores. You know, black folks been here. But in this book, there's a segment where um, there's a story being told about these Portuguese travelers who came in boats and they were coming up to Africa and entering the Gambia region. And the writer described how the men knew that once you see those Gambia men, those Gambia soldiers, and you become close enough to get struck by one of their um, arrows from their bows, you're dead because they're marksmen and they don't play. They don't mess around. You know, their tips on those arrows have poison in it and they don't ask any questions. And so they told the story how the man, these Portuguese men, came close enough um, to the shore in Gambia and realized, uh-oh, we're about to get shot with arrows. And they, you know, they turned around and got up out of there. But they still came back a second time and got closer. And they lit them up with arrows. You know, it wasn't no words. It wasn't no exchanges. You are a danger, a threat to us, and we lighten you up. Where are the soldiers of today? Who are the people that are going to protect our lands in our areas? Don't get it twisted. Don't get it messed up. We have been here in America way before um, any of this stuff was ever started. You know, yeah, a lot of us were taken from Africa on ships and brought across the Atlantic to America. But there were also a lot of folks who came to America on their own in their own ships at different times and set up their own camps in America way before anybody else. And so in some ways you are defending your land and you are standing your ground when you see some racist jive um, people come at you and trying to lynch you in your own neighborhood you gotta stand up and you gotta stand up for those who can't stand up you know it's hard out here and so one thing i know 
no justice, no peace. We have to continue to be vocal and active to protect ourselves. And those of you who live in places like I do in California where, you know, it's it's different in some areas where you may not feel that threat of being shot or hung if you caught in the backwoods or backcountry. You might not feel it in certain areas. That don't mean people like that aren't out here either. It don't mean there's not other ways they try to get at you. So you got to protect yourself, not just with physical force, not just with weaponry, but also with your mind and in your strategies, how you move about your neighborhoods and outside of your neighborhoods. Look, y'all, there's a war happening. And since we've been here in this America The war has been on us. And so we have to use our brains. We have to use our minds. If you look in the news, we're dying from coronavirus, but we're still being killed by police officers. We're getting killed by randoms who think they're police officers. And we're getting killed by other folks. Other young black folks are taking out other black folks. This is crazy. And so... We have to be more strategic on how we move and operate in our neighborhoods. Be more military-minded. We are at war. I'm not saying you need to strap up and go shoot up um, people in their neighborhoods. What I'm saying is you need to be more strategic how you move, keeping your unit safe. Your unit is your family. Your unit is your block. Your unit is your neighborhood. Keeping the children protected. Be aware, hey, where are people going? Where are they coming back from? Where, you know, who, you know what, what type of neighborhood are they going into? You know, we have to be more thoughtful about how we just look after one another and keeping each other safe. And the best thing you can do when you know there's treacherous people around is do your best to avoid them. And if you do have to go into certain areas at certain times, Keep your eyes open. Keep your head on the swivel because we're at war. You know, um, we're at war, y'all. And so, man, I'm so sorry that we have to talk about things like this on Mother's Day. But the truth is, if you really want to honor the mothers out there, stop killing their babies. If you really want to honor the mothers out there, keep them safe. You know, keep yourself safe. If we really want to honor your mothers, stop lynching innocent black people. You know, you're not honoring your mother when you do that. You know, you're not honoring anybody but hate and the devil. Because this racist way of living just keeps us separated. It keeps us divided. You know, I was reading the news earlier and I was trying to see, you know, what's happening with this coronavirus. And, you know, I came across an article where they asked President Trump, yo, man, how you feel about what happened in Georgia with these two white men killing this black dude while he was jogging? He said, oh, I have to look at the video. Um, Sometimes all the evidence isn't out there. You see, it's already preparing to justify the lynching of a black man. These are the people running our country, you know? Um, And so we have to really be strategic how we move in America because... A lot of these people in power don't have our best interests in mind. As we know, this country was founded 
on slave labor and taking the land away from the natives that were here. And so in all of that, you know, we cannot expect us to always get a fair shake in this land. And so we have to be more strategic how we move. You know, I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. Look what else is happening in the news. And then, you know, see what's happening and other issues of the world. And then we'll wrap it up with a tip from the school psychologist. Not a long show today, but I just wanted to stress the point that, yo, no justice, no peace. We have to be strategic how we move. We have to keep each other safe. We are not honoring our mothers if we are allowing ourselves to be stranded out here. Mama taught you better than that. You know, mama told you be careful about them folks. And so we need to honor our mothers by keeping ourselves safe, keeping them safe and protecting the babies. This portion of the show is sponsored by Robin Hood. You can go to infight.robinhood.com backslash Arthur 447 for a chance to get a free stock up to $500 just for signing up. You should do it. Get invested. Get in the game. Don't get left behind because you're afraid to invest. Start today. Hey, welcome back to the show. So, in recent news, the coronavirus has continued to spread. People continue to die. But in many areas, states and counties, people are antsy to get back to work. And the local governments are experimenting, reopening some of the communities. And so... I understand. I get it. If I had a business that depended on people coming in to my office in person in order to keep food on my table, I would want to open it also. And I would hope I would be strategic. I would definitely be thoughtful about how would I keep myself safe and also my customers also. So I get it. But I think the problem is we have a lot of people who are not taking this thing serious in general some of those people are right in the white house and so if you watch the news you may have seen the president and the vice president other people in the staff um they're in these press conferences they're real close on each other and they're not wearing masks you've i've seen them go into factories where people are making masks and still no one are making or wearing masks and so what's been happening White House officials and staff have been coming up positive for the coronavirus. In recent weeks, at least two people have popped up as having the coronavirus. One was a driver for the president and the other was um, aide to the vice president, Pence. And so I was reading the news earlier today in CNN and I was like, okay, finally Pence is getting it. He said, they said that he was going to self-quarantine for a while. 
to get himself together. You know, you see other White House officials are self-quarantined. I haven't seen Dr. Fauci in a minute, but I know these people are trying to work from home and run the country. But then later I saw the same day that no, 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 no. Pence is not going to self-quarantine. He's going to work on Monday. And so what's happening there may be some people that are asymptomatic. There may be people who feel safe. There may be people who are taking precautions to keep safe. Whatever it is. Some people may not believe in the coronavirus. Whatever it is. Um, but what's happening, we got people around the country that don't have um, a staff sterilizing everything. Who aren't able to make decisions to keep themselves or their families clean and they're following the example of the president and they're not taking the coronavirus serious and you see what's happening yeah the curve may be flattening in some areas but cases continue to rise a lot of black folks feel that when you look around and see all a lot of the people who are going out and trying to get people back to work these are people that feel that they're not going to be impacted to get killed by the coronavirus and they're not tripping off it since most of people dying are black and mexican you know this is a mindset that some folks are starting to have like wait a minute why do they want all of us back to work why are they not social distancing it's because some people feel that they think we're the only ones that are gonna die and get sick from it and so that's not true everybody can get sick from the coronavirus yeah some people may be asymptomatic some people may not get sick but that means they're carrying it and they could get their loved ones and family members sick also and so we have to really start protecting ourselves better and we can't rely on the government to do so and um back to that notion that some folks who are not taking this coronavirus serious are still getting out and um they're not tripping off it because black folks are dying. I read something a while ago where some um, white supremacists were actually going out trying to get um, black folks sick and people of color sick with the coronavirus. You know, they were spreading the rhetoric of, yo, we got to get as many black people as we can infected with this. You know, if you get the coronavirus, spread it. And so... These, these are things we have to be aware of and think about. And no, this is not art being weird and paranoid because I'm not being weird and paranoid. I'm just looking at the reality. In America, black lives do not matter. Not the, um, the majority of the people. And so we have to make the these lives matter to ourselves. And no justice no peace we have to make sure we fight for our not just our human rights but our economic rights also and so we do want to be able to go back to work but it has to be on our terms in ways that keeps us safe and keep our family safe you know these are the things that are happening right now in this country the coronavirus is spreading and the leaders of the country are having a horrible response to it. It's so horrible that former President Barack Obama had to come out and talk about how irresponsible the current president is handling the coronavirus pandemic. Because of their negligence, people are being negligent and they aren't taking this serious and people are dying. And we run the risk of having this thing flare up again. I read something earlier that there was a second 
mutation like a whole bunch of other batches of this coronavirus being whooped up um on its own and so we don't know what's going to happen in the second wave so we just have to be careful we just have to be aware i know people want things to get back to normal but man we we just gotta do what we gotta do in the entertainment world we are mourning um icons who have died in this past week there have been several week past couple of days several icons in music have passed away one betty wright um who passed away at the age of 66 if you don't know betty wright she um was an iconic singer in the 70s who had hits like no pain no gain and tonight is tonight um clean up women which was sampled by mary j blige remix of real love you know she was a legend she passed away who else we have we have andre harrell who is known as starting uptown records and um um finding diddy and breaking him in the game and so andre harrell has been a legend and in contact with so many careers in hip-hop they giving him credit for helping merge that sound of hip-hop and r&b and as you see his um his work has touched so many different careers from heavy d and the boys to russell simmons mary j blige jodeci christopher williams alpy sure teddy riley notorious big diddy and many more yo we lost a legend in andre harrell and um you know one thing i see is that bet they're working on a mini series about the rise of um Andre Harrell and Uptown Records. And so that would be interesting. We also lost Little Richard. And Little Richard is a rock and roll legend. He died at 87 this past weekend. Um, yo, this dude was straight swag, man. Little Richard, who um, was born Richard Wayne Pennyman in Macon, Georgia. Um, he sung songs like Tutti Fruity and Good Golly Miss Molly and Long Tall Sally. He is a straight up legend and um, he passed away. And so we want to honor these legends in the game who passed away. Um, looking at sports, yo, no sports are going on right now. As we said, the um, seasons are over. They, I've heard talks of them bringing the NBA back in these bubble-type cities where the games might be played in Vegas or Disney World where teams will pretty much stay in those cities and they try to figure it out where games are played without fans there. I don't know how that's going to look and feel. I do know it's May, and usually this time of the year, we're watching the conference finals in the NBA, and it gets really good as we start considering who is going to go to the NBA finals. And so that's really what's happening around the world and around sports right now. 
it's more COVID, it's more death, and not any sports happening. And so, I'm going to take a break and come back and we'll wrap up the show with tips from the school psychologist. Because I got to get back to this dinner. Yo, I'm, I whipped something up nice for the wife today. And so, um, I need to get back to this meal. I'm going to take a break, check on it, then we'll come back and finish the show. Check it out, man. I'm out here trying to live my life and it's wild nowadays. We got this coronavirus. We got trying to make ends meet by working and managing your career. You know, as a father, as a businessman, as a husband, there's a lot of things that happen in this world to, you know, keep me moving and keep me motivated. But a lot can be draining, too. And so I'm probably explaining things that might be something you can relate with or not. But one thing I know, self-care is definitely a focus that we really need to hold on to in these times of stress or fear or poverty or race relations, uh, whatever it is, self-care is definitely something we need to focus on. So hopefully my show serves as a place of self-care. This section of the show is brought to you by the Acorns app. The best way to save your leftover money your leftover loose change, whatever you need to do, it's the best way to get ahead and get started in the game. Just link your debit card and get started and watch as you get closer to your financial dreams. Start investing with Acorns today. Get $5 when you use my invite link for 8P9Z2. Just go to acorns.com backslash invite backslash 48P. 9Z2 to get your $5 to see where it takes you. You have nothing to lose but time. You're listening to the Black Male Therapist Podcast with your host, Art Harris. Hey, we made it to another end of the Black Male Therapist Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Art Harris, licensed marriage family therapist and school psychologist, breaking it down. And yo, you can follow me on Instagram at Blackmail Therapist. Hit me up. That's where you get to find out what I'm thinking about and things that are coming up for the new shows and just in general, uh, you know, how I am using social media to express some of the things that I've been thinking about and dealing with. Yo, I use this show to really give voice to some of the things that I go through in sessions and in life this week in general. And so hopefully the things that come up are things that are similar to what you're going through and can help you get through what you're getting through. One thing I'm finding as I give you a tip from the school psychologist, people are still struggling with this social distancing um but people are struggling more being parents that have to homeschool their children this online learning has really caused a lot of stress in so many homes and so one thing i want to say to you as i said before we are towards the end of the school year and so we don't want you having to be in your new role as a teacher from home getting in the way of your relationship with your child yeah you do want to spend some time on the books 
but you also really want to use this time to get to know your children in ways that you may not be able to do when schools get back to some sense of normalcy, you know? So I encourage you, use this time to build that relationship with that child. Find out what's happening in their day-to-day life in their schools. Look, I'll tell you, working in middle schools and elementary schools, I see and hear some things that are just crazy. And I can't get to every case. And I know other people can't also. But one thing I do know is that if parents and family members knew some of the things that their children were going through, it may blow their mind. Not all of it is like the horrible things that um, might get their kid in an emergency room or a psychiatric facility or in jail. Um, Some of it is just the stress of dealing with other kids and adults in the school setting or just stage of life changes in general. And so I encourage you, talk to your kids, That's my tip from the school psychologist. See what's going on in their mind. Find out their favorite show. And don't just find out that they watch All-American. Maybe watch some of the episodes with them. Or watch some of the episodes on your own. Be aware of some of these themes that are coming up. And some of their music. And in some of their shows. And in some of their um, feeds and social media. So you prepare with how to help them deal with the issues that may come up. I'm not saying try to be your kid's best friend or try to be all up in their business. But I am saying it's easier to help assist your child if you could put your mindset in the mind of what you were like at that stage. And some of the things you were going through and realizing they're probably dealing with that times 20 times 30 with the exposure on social media. And so be aware of some of the themes coming up in their lives, whether it's through music or TV shows or social media, and find ways to help them navigate through it, you know? Um, And that is my tip from the school psychologist. Another thing, hey, what about you're a parent and you're parenting like an older teenager, but not um, mature enough to get out your house yet and move, and they're not taking this social distance thing serious, and they're getting themselves and you um, closer to closer to the hospital room visit because of coronavirus. Yo, this is the time where you need to really consider some tough love with your child. If you got a 19 or 20 year old that's going to the beach and just hooking up with people on social media and smoking out your house when you're not home, you're living with somebody that's doing adult things. And so... If they're grown enough to act like that and violate your home, then you have to see that they're grown enough to have their own place. You know, don't put yourself at risk because of what your young adult is doing. One thing I'll say about college, that's typically a place where people get away, explore and find themselves and get away with all the ratchetness that the parents probably would never know about. You know, but what's happening with this um, social distancing, you're seeing people's problems and um, behaviors right in your face and parents are struggling with how to deal with that. And so one thing I'm reminding parents that, yo, you were young before you have problems too. 
the issue is you had the space to have those problems. But now there's also the second thing of putting people at risk because of some of these risky behaviors. And so, you know, you might have to have your kid sit down and start looking for another place to live. You might have to change the locks and only allow them in your home after you've checked the temperature, um, made sure that they haven't been doing anything that's going to put you at risk. You can't control an adult. You can only teach them and model for them. And so good luck with that issue, parents. That's been tough for me trying to figure out in my sessions how to say these things in ways that are sensitive and caring, but also keeping it 100 if I'm going to use that term. And so I'm out. What am I reading? Yo, my homeboy, self-knowledge from the East Coast. He sent me some books on um, through Amazon. It, it was a surprise to me. I opened the mail and I found The Wretched of the Earth by Franz Fanon. Yo, I've tried to read this book through an audiobook and it was just too rich and too too much I, this is a book i need to study and it just popped up and i can't wait to open this book and read it through the summer another book that was sent to me uh chenua a chevy things fall apart yo i cannot wait to open this book and read it also these are things that i'm doing to keep my mind sharp i'm reading right now i'm reading like i said earlier they came before columbus by ivan van sertima that's a great book for anybody who wants to know, hey, how did America look before Columbus got here? What were black folks doing around the world before all the slavery and stuff started? Yo, we were traveling the world and we were coming to America. Not like Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. I'm talking about coming, setting up shop and sailing the ocean. And yo, that's what I'm reading right now. A real life research and book by Ivan Van Sertima called They Came Before Columbus. I listened to the audiobook of it before, but sitting and reading it for myself is even better than the audiobook. Um, another thing I'm reading again, The Meter Nature. This is a book that really looks at some of the spiritual systems that were in place in Africa and the correlation with other spiritual systems around the world like judaism christianity islam um, buddhism taoism hinduism is what he's talking about right now there's a lot of similarities in these religions um, with things that were practiced on the continent of africa and so i'm reading these things to keep myself sharp what else i am i'm reading the quran right now um i have read it before um but i'm reading it again um i've read the bible so many times i could probably open it up and start reading along or quoting it like the dude from um what was that movie the book of eli yeah i could probably do something similar with a little twist where i could just start quoting off retelling the whole bible that doesn't make me a biblical scholar or some christ jr but I read and I'm trying to understand and trying to understand what's being said about spirituality and life and humans. And so these are the things that I'm reading right now. And 
I hope that you're reading and you're gathering a reading list for the summer also. Because, yo, knowledge is the key. Don't fall for the okie doke and sit around watching YouTube and um, music videos and um, all the trashy um, reality shows. Do that if that's what you want to do. But don't just do that. Read. Get some knowledge. You need to see the strategies that's been put in place to keep you deaf, dumb, and ignorant about your rights to this country and how inhumane um, of a plan that was set up for you. And so if we know what's going on, we can make better moves to keep ourselves safe. And so I'm out. I've talked enough. It's time to eat. It's time to feed this meal to my wife. I'm hungry also. What am I cooking? Yo, I got some Dungeness crab, some shrimp, um, red potatoes, and sausage. Use some of that base seasoning and some lemon, garlic, butter, and um, I let it roast in the oven. And that is the dinner. Um, and we're about to get down. And so I got to go. And so I'll leave you with my outro and I'll catch you later. Know yourself because self-knowledge is the key.